host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to uh, Thursday. Is it Thursday, John? It's Thursday. Yes. Of Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola, and that's John Havlicek, Central High School Spanish teacher, and uh, twenty-five years. I'm going low now. I'm trying not yeah, to offend this you. This is my twenty-fifth year. Twenty-fifth. Oh man, that yeah. was a good guess because I thought it was like it's a central. year. I thought it was a little bit higher. Oh, did you you teach a couple years before that? I did. How many? I did. Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, so you're you're you know halfway to 20, 27 and a half years. So yes, like um, more than half of my life. I taught. I talked to. Uh, I get Todd Forget. He's oh, the, yeah, Todd. the government teacher there. Yeah. And he said he's nearing thirty years. Did you guys start? Yeah. Do you guys? You have. Did, yeah. did you remember starting like right at the same time? Yeah, or? he started. I think he started at Central the year after I did. Okay. But he had been. I don't know. I forget where Bangor. Maybe I forget where he had been sure. before that. Where do you guys rank at Central in terms of senior? I was going to say superiority, oh, but senior, seniority. No, seniority. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that has a whole different issue. Um, let's see. At Central, in terms of seniority, um, I'm. I think I'm probably top ten. Um, for the longest tenured at Central. Uh, in terms of the district, I'm on like page four, so I'm probably oh wow, you know, they're probably I'm probably in the most senior. Let's just say seventy five or something. All right, so page four. I don't know how many are on a page. Right, I'm not sure either. <laughs> That's why I'm guessing it's seventy five or something. Yeah. So having teachers that have been around for thirty years, how? Can you can you explain to me? Maybe it's not your your place, but having having people like you yeah. that have been around for multiple decades, right? You're closing yeah. in. You guys are closing in on thirty years. Yeah. And just just because there is this balancing act where you guys got to mm-hmm. keep up with technology. Yep. You got to keep up with the kids because they're yeah. always changing. I guess maybe not. You could tell me. Um. But but also you know like your, that experience having somebody there with that amount of experience has got to be. Uh, so helpful to the mm-hmm. new teachers coming I in hope. too, right? <laughs> I hope. I think, you know, somebody was asking me this just a couple weeks ago, and I said, well, I think in the first five years, you're kind of figuring out what you're doing. And so you're getting better at doing it the way you do it. In the next five to ten years, you get better at doing it different ways. Because there are a lot of, like, there are a lot of, different ways to the correct answer. There are a lot of different ways to do things that are all fine. They're just different. Tell my math teacher in high school. I never got, I never went the direct route to get to that. I always got the answer and I was pretty good at math, but I never, never took the the direct highway or the the way the crow flies or whatever that analogy Um, is. But then once you start getting into like year 20, you know, year 15, year 20, year 25, I really think um, you start, creating ways to do things so now it's not just the way you do it or the way somebody else might do it you're actually creating ways to do it and so when you can share that with somebody who's in the first five years who's getting good at the way they're doing it then then that kind of collaboration is very very helpful very very beneficial um because me finding a new way to do something a different way to do something can help them and them getting better at the way they're doing it can help me because that may not have occurred to me. 
And so I think you need that mix. And, and we talk about it. We talk about like institutional knowledge and things like that. When people leave, it matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of a, I think kind of a, a naive fairy tale ish, the, the rookie quarterback who, who passes for 5,000 yards, sets a record, wins the Super Bowl, da da da. Okay, that can happen, but it's generally not the case, right? And then there's the 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 antithesis of that, which is the the veteran teacher who's cashed it in, you know, ditto from that old movie Teachers, right? Who's just making photocopies. That really doesn't happen very much. Oh, those that's folks, where I was going when you said you yeah, get into that third, you know, those the longer. Those folks really just weed themselves out because honestly, it's teaching is just so demanding emotionally and the kids do keep you like always on task. I, I, I give you two examples from today. Okay. Okay. I crashed my MacBook pro and my like home device. I don't know what I did. So I take it to the Mac guys, put a little plug in for those guys. Right. And it's a former student. He's like, Hey, profe, how you doing? <laughs> right. And he's like, what can I help you with, man? So we're talking. Then he's like, how's Spanish going? How are the kids? Right. So we catch up on that stuff. But right away, I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You know, I haven't seen him in a few years. He goes, yeah, I stopped in one day last spring to talk to you, but I missed you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, that's valuable, right? That relationship. He's a good guy. So that happens today. But at the same time today, now your viewers can't see. Your no, wait a minute. Can't did, he, did he fix your MacBook? Well, he's going to. Okay, he's going it's going to take, some time. It's take some time. But then, so your listeners can't see me, right? But you can see so you, maybe appreciate this. Kid comes in and goes, you kind of remind us of Mr. Clean. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I used to have my ear pierced, and I always wore a gold hoop. Oh, and man. the kid's like, oh, God, you were Mr. Clean. <laughs> so now these these couple of kids have been calling, coming in, calling me Senor Clean. I was going to say, they do, they do the Spanish <laughs> well, version of that's it. that's coming. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, this kind of thing, it's funny, it's whatever, but it's, it's valuable. And it creates these, these um, unquantifiable, you know, the intangibles um, that it contributes. So, how, do you, how do you walk that line? Because I think, all, I think teachers have to have a sense of humor because they're dealing with immature <laughs> yeah. kids, right? Like, yeah. But you also have to draw the line that, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we could talk about stuff that was inappropriate that happened in town just yesterday, news that came out today. Um, and, and along a whole different light, not even like f- making fun, but, um, you know, like you got to play along with the kids because you, you, you need them to, but then you have to also be an authority figure. I mean, this mm-hmm. is parenting as well, right? Like this is just parenting and I don't have kids, so I, you know, I don't yeah. have to walk this line, but, um, I don't know. Is that, that probably also comes with being around for, for that for long because, yes. because a 22 year old coming in, coming in and their first teaching job. Is probably going to try to be buddy buddy for a while, and and then they might never get that authority authoritative yeah. figure as a as somebody because they're they're too young almost. They haven't been around it's long hard. enough. It is harder, and the, because the kids will push more because you're closer to their age and things like that. Now at my age, I have some children of former students. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like don't make me call your parents. I had them in class. Right. You know, um, but you do you you have. You build a good relationship, and I tell the kids, you know, like, like I'm not your friend, right? I, not in a mean way, but I don't want you calling me on Friday night, like, hey, let's go to a movie. I'm certainly not going to call you, but we should have a friendly relationship. Yeah. We should have a good relationship. We have to work. We have to get along. Um, and just because I'm chit-chatting with this kid 
but not the other kid doesn't mean I like one kid and don't like the other kid. But maybe for whatever reason, I saw that kid at the grocery store or that kid said, hey, Mr. Avalchek, I watched this movie. Have you seen it? And we're chit-chatting about the movie or it's just random. Well, and every kid's you know? different too, right? Because some kids are just like, uh, please don't talk to me. It's scary. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here to like get my A or whatever it is. And that's okay too. Yeah. Well, you say you don't want to befriend them until you're along. You're around for so long that the kids you had in class end up being your colleagues. colleagues. Have you had a colleague yet? Like, are you there, kidding? Are, right, you have. Okay. Uh, thirty or forty. <laughs> okay. No, seriously, just in the lacrosse district. That's a terrible question. I have like thirty or forty former students who are now teachers in lacrosse. Right. So, so and then and now they can be your friends. Yeah, but they right? still call me profe. They call which me which is kind of funny. Yeah. That's John Havacek, Central High School teacher. If you haven't figured that out, that's what we're talking about. All right, we want to talk about elections a little bit. I there there is news. I don't know how we, uh, you know, like can we tiptoe around these these topics? Uh, um, you know, the the GOP chair at the UW Lacrosse uh, College, UW Lacrosse College Republicans, is what it's called. Uh, they resigned yesterday due to some racist language that was that was chalked on the sidewalk. And then uh, a manager at the Popcorn Tavern also resigned because of some racist language. That came out in a text thread. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how we how we manage to talk about those. Always hard to talk about that stuff, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll try. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. If you want to get in here, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. John Havlicek, Central High School teacher in here telling telling stories. I guess you kind of they're not old stories. They were just literally <laughs> so today, today <laughs> stories about today. Well, you got to have better yeah. stories than my computer broke and a student was going to fix it. Uh, but no, it was a good story. I'm just kidding. Um, th- there's a debate tonight. Uh, I-, I think, you know, we're. A, I feel like so Mandela Barnes and Ron Johnson are going to debate again tonight. We're less than a week from them debating. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's productive for them to debate so close together? Or which I would have liked to see them a little bit further spread a little bit further apart, yeah. but um, it's not like you can have the d- debate weeks from now because we're less than a month away and right. people are already voting. But man, yep. it's so funny because they, they have to, we have to argue about how many debates we're going to have. We have to argue about where <laughs> and who format. and what, and who's going to control it and what, you know, like who's going to ask the questions and where we're going to be and, and will it be televised. And by the time it's all said and done, we've bunched them six days apart. So yeah, but at least we're getting a debate. So, but yeah. what did you think of uh, last week's debate? To to me, it was, uh, you know, what did you think of last week's debate, John? And then you start talking about you know something else, and then <laughs> right, the I have but but the debate, John. What about the yeah. debate? But anyway, yeah. What did you think? I thought it was very good. Um, I thought they both hit their their you know their own kind of talking points, right? And you can you can agree or disagree. Um, but I thought they both did a really good job, like saying this is my position on things. And now I, I personally think that, like, Lieutenant Governor Barnes has positions that I agree with. Yeah. Right. And I felt like uh, Senator Johnson said some things that I thought were a little bit suspect. Uh, I suppose if you had a, a very conservative activist in here, they would say the opposite, right? Um, so I thought some of the things that were said were a little sketchy. I thought um, some of the attacks on Lieutenant Governor Barnes and Governor Evers in terms of crime rates and things like that. I think that's very misplaced. Uh, in terms of general policies, I think the legislature probably has more say over things like that. Um, and like we were talking about earlier, um, you know, a study just was came came out from uh, Third Way where it said that basically, you know, the, the states that went 
for Biden in 2020 have a much lower uh, they, they were focusing specifically on homicide rates. Well, a lot of the than, talking points among Republicans is crime, crime. is out of control yeah. is a lot of the a lot of times and it's really not. <laughs> and I just be like, you know, some days I'll park out front and I won't even lock my car door, which is stupid of me. And yeah. it's, it's usually it's because the car door is, sometimes locks itself for me. And other times <laughs> I just because I'll get back and I'll be like, oh, I didn't lock you. Or I have a truck that's 25 years old, and I just don't <laughs> like it. Nobody's looking at right. right. But, like, the crime rate is out of control, or crime yeah. is out of control, and I just be like, all right, where? Just, okay, talk like, to me about Where do you live? <laughs> right. And, and maybe, maybe in Milwaukee, like, maybe in Milwaukee, probably lock, probably lock your car, Rick, you know, like, yeah. when, you're, when you're down there, it's just. But even that, it's just it's just very misleading. But you were you talking about you you were you talking yeah. about a study that that's yeah. When been you look there. at this, when you look at the data, it's like per capita, um, the states that went for then President you know, President Trump, former President Trump, um, have like a forty percent higher uh, homicide rate, and it's like ah, so you know people get into these emotional arguments as opposed to like looking at it right. And so I felt like some of the things that that Senator Johnson said were a little misleading. Um, but again, that's yeah, you know, that's kind of the way these debates work. I would say, um, and we were talking about this um, with your colleague Brad, that I thought the the folks on the panel did a very good job of saying, "Here's my question. You have one minute to answer it, and then we're moving on." And it did not devolve into just this shouting match, which is just insane. And then that turns people off from even watching. So, yeah, if you so remember, kudos to everyone who organized that. If you remember, and I don't, but I just I heard the stat the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I re- I remember that now, but I don't remember the exact context. But when Trump and Biden, one of those debates, mm-hmm. where it was like Donald Trump interrupted Biden 145 yeah. times or something. Yeah. it was. It was close to that number. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that happened." And it's just kind of just poof, and it's gone. But yeah. we didn't we didn't see that with Mandela. And Ron Johnson debating no. last week, and we probably won't see that. And no. it's not helpful. No, it's not. Uh, you know, there there is there is this window though where, and we've done this in the past, and we'll I think we we have a debate in less than a week here with uh, our assembly reps in the area. Sure, but the there is a window where you get one minute to answer, and the other guy gets a minute, right? To, and he could rebut. Did he get a minute? Did they each get a minute? Think, right, right. I didn't. I don't think they separated time to rebut. I right. think they just basically got a minute each or something. Yeah, like Ron that. Johnson gets a minute to answer, and then Mandela Barnes has to answer the question. Mm-hmm. But then th- there is this opportunity here. Hey, could you you do you have any? Do you want to rebut anything that yeah. this guy or that guy just said? Um, but a lot of times, not a lot of times, but a couple of times, watching Mandela and Ron debate last week was. The question would come up: What do you think of, uh, you know, uh, Roe versus Wade and sure. the women's right to choose or whatever? And then Ron Johnson will be like, "Well, in Kenosha, the the riots, and <laughs> you know, and and, he, and then <laughs> the woman who was moderating would be like, "Well, that's okay. Well, that's but the, <laughs> yeah. the but the question was, and Mandela did the same thing. I was just giving an example. Uh, they both kind of go off on their tangents about yeah. the hey." I haven't gotten this. I feel like they've got them in their pocket. Like they got them in their holster. I got to get this tangent off on Kenosha. Yeah. Or I got to get this tangent off on uh, the electoral vote yeah. scheme. Um, and where where is the closest question? Just in case they don't ans- ask me this question, I got to get it out there. And then it just seemed it seemed a little silly. It's like, are you guys paying attention at all? And like, <laughs> yeah, because- I would love to hear them say like, look. If you go off topic 
As soon as we recognize you are off topic, we're cutting your mic. No, we throw a cheese a cheese brick at them. <laughs> throw a cheese head at you. Like the yeah. like the when you're the Packers sell. You know, you can buy the, those pa- <laughs> those foam cheese bricks. And we just yeah. Ron Johnson gets a cheese brick in the side of the head. He's like, oh, sorry, I got to yeah, answer the question. Yeah, that would be right. funny. Uh, yeah, how many people would tune in if just to when see that. when they answer the question off topic like, and you get to like, throw you get to throw yep. crap at them? It would that, also be nice. I was thinking too. You know, it, and so we. Like the last debate, we watched it on the like I you know I do a lot of active activism stuff for WEAC, our state union, and we watched it on our Facebook page. And what would be nice to see is if they would just run a thing across the bottom, fact checking. So uh, uh, both candidates or all candidates when there's two, three, four, five, six, and just go, yeah, this person alluded to like we were just talking about crime. Okay, then we know that that's going to be a, a question because they had all the questions in advance. Run a thing across the bottom that says, yeah, the actual the homicide rate in Wisconsin is 5.15, yeah. and it's lower than the national average. Was that a thing we did during Trump-Biden? I feel like there was there was talk of doing a like it a probably tick, depends on where you like watched the sports it. ticker right yeah, at the bottom yes, like the, exactly like, like that. you need a ticker or the stock thing that scrolls on CNN yeah delay delay yeah. the debate on the air or on YouTube or whatever by like five minutes I well, don't know probably that's not a, even that you probably only need ten seconds because well, if you know what the questions are you can see what these guys are going to talk about I guess yeah I guess the panelists because Brad said they they studied for two days yeah they went there the day before and then he said on the day of the debate they were going to get up at nine or get up and be you right. know start working on the questions and how to phrase yeah. them and and so they yeah. wouldn't overlap and um but but yeah so at 9 a.m for the debate that's a, what 10 hours later yeah and uh yeah so so they probably did know what questions so they could probably have that all but also like you got 10 seconds have a check you better fact check this question like oh crap 10 seconds like that's you know yeah, you're, you're and you're just throwing to, a number out there yeah, but. i mean it could come a little bit after but if it's like well, you know, crime in Wisconsin. Da, da, da. Okay, as soon as as soon as one of the candidates says that, somebody who's got all this stuff yeah. like at their fingertips is just like, bam! You, you're not even fact checking at that. You're not really looking it up. It's not you're doing the research. You have it all in front of you. Right. Bam! You just send it across the bottom of the screen. So then we're going to see. And what I think would eventually happen is candidates would know that that's coming, and they would start being more accurate. What? How funny is it though, too? Because that, not even a, like you're you're there, so like you're watching the debate. Yeah. You know how to use a phone, you yeah. know. Like you're not the old guy. That does, like all the old guys, we're, we're getting to the point where even my dad, who's seventy, you know, his yeah. text messages are no longer Y or N for yes or no because I have to ask my dad yes no questions to get a text reply. He's he's advanced beyond the flip flow phone. Right. Um, but but still, like at that point, those people might need fact checkers to read across the screen but like you and i and be like wait a minute like we're all our own fact checkers and then you know like we can do it a little bit we can other than like you're holding your beer (laughs) i don't have the access to all that stuff and we get into that echo chamber well i believe what he says yeah so i'm not gonna fact check it even if it's actually kind of sketchy what that guy just said so uh, a legit fact checker, whether it's like Politifact, and or, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to listen to. Like, I want to keep. They're correct. still talking, right? The I want to hear what they're saying. The other dilemma there is when you ask uh, about the crime. No, you ask Ron Johnson or Mandela Barnes about uh, Roe versus Wade, 
and then they start bringing up crime, and you've got your Roe versus Wade abortion stuff yeah. already. Wait a minute, are they talking about Kenosha and crime? Right, and then <laughs> that's, that's you. Where, you got to go. For that's there. where the moderator cuts their mic and says, right. "I'm sorry, you're actually not answering the question. I'll repeat it. Yeah. You have one more try." And the cheese brick hits Ron in the side of the and head. And then if the person still goes veering off, you're like, "We're just going to move on." Yeah. Because they would quit doing that. Because then, if if you and I are debating, yeah, and you're getting your time cut at the end of one hour, it's like, hold it. Yeah, if we go through, Rick only if it's talked a, for 18 yeah. minutes and Havlicek got 32 minutes. Well, yeah, that's because I stuck to the questions. Right. You're going to quit doing that because I'm getting more airtime. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. All right, speaking of Brad, we're going to listen to him do the news. Scott's comment coming up next. 1980s version of Press Your Luck, right? Yes. Holy smokes, that's old. Uh, we're, we're, we're brainstorming ways that we can make debates more exciting and press your luck came up and we discovered that we're still doing press your luck on yeah. you can watch it on abc at seven o'clock tonight i think if you want to That's watch crazy. if you want to watch mandela barnes i think they're debating at six so you yep. can watch the debate and then turn tune over to i think a hulu or uh to abc and watch press it's still going on john's just watching now he's watching the game <laughs> show on <God>. youtube <laughs> Um, and then tune over to, to ABC to watch Press Your Luck. But also imagine Ron Johnson and Mandela Barnes or Tim Michaels and Tony Evers sitting at, you know, in front of the po- whatever, the, whatever the scoreboards they have here. Uh, and then instead of money totals on the, the little square that goes around the screen or, along with the whammies, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. called the whammies. Uh, you have topics. And then Ron Johnson, no whammy, no whammy. But what happens if Ron Johnson gets a whammy there? What like does he lose his question? Lose, I guess. You, could, <laughs> you know, it would be interesting if they scored it like like high school debates or like a Douglas debates oh, where would... you actually had somebody scoring going, Yeah, this guy just lied that he gets no points for that. <laughs> this guy points. didn't argue that he has no and then one person wins the debate. Yeah, we definitely need to why aren't we doing this? I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. UWL is running a debate in a, in less than a week here with uh with our some of our assembly reps. We're gonna devise a way to uh to score it and uh you know yeah, you, you don't get to answer the next question you've been actually we want them to answer. You have to answer two extra questions. Yeah, right, right. Like that. Six oh eight, seven eight five, seven nine one four. Um yeah, but so so Barnes and, and Johnson debate tonight. And I'm sure it'll be – it's a different group running the debate. Tomorrow night, Evers and Michaels will debate, and the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association is part of – is running cool. that one, same Good. as last week. Good. Are you, how, I mean, you got to be – how curious are you for, for that one tomorrow? Oh, very much so. Uh, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of issues there. Um, you know, I think the, some of the things I've been hearing about, about Governor Evers that, you know, he hasn't done enough of this or he hasn't done enough of that. And it's like, well, you know, he's doing everything in his power. Yeah, he's doing everything he can uh, in terms of the COVID stuff, in terms of funding schools, and all these different types of things. Um, you know, it was very interesting. I saw um, it was a poll, and it was about it was a national poll about how many people think the country's going in the right direction. And I, I was just talking about this with a, a colleague um, on a Saturday, and I said, "Well." You know, the hard part about a question like that is that it lacks context. Because somebody who's very, very, if we're talking nationally, somebody who's very, very progressive might be frustrated with what they perceive to be a slow pace of change. And thus, the country's going in the wrong direction. Somebody who's very, very conservative might be just 
a complete disagreement with anything the president does, and thus the country's going in the wrong direction. So then you end up with a lot of people checking, you know, no, the country's not going in the right direction, but for wildly varying reasons. Right. So then if we're talking about, like, in Governor fact, Evers, like, the, like, the reason could be completely the opposite. Like, one hundred, yes, exactly the opposite. <laughs> right. So you're talking about something like Governor Evers, and somebody said, well, he's not accomplishing a lot of the things he said he would. Well, correct, because the legislature is stopping him from accomplishing those things. Yeah. So he, if Governor, your solution is to not to vote for Evers, then, then his opponent certainly isn't even going to try to accomplish these things that you want to. Right. Our government to do. Yeah, Governor you know? Tony Evers has called over his four years eleven special sessions 11. for a total of a minute, minute and a half. And yeah, <laughs> I would say they probably went over a minute. So eleven, and then I think I think if you got into a room with whoever is gaveling, yep, and whoever gets the talk, and whoever the leadership there, yeah, that that gets the chit chat. You're talking to your colleague on a Saturday. I don't know if you were at Central and you were talking, right? And we'll get into that in a minute. You being at school on a Saturday. Um, but if you got, if you were a fly on the wall, I think that's the analogy where you, nobody yeah. knows you're in there listening. Um, they would probably be ma- making a joke about who could gavel in and out, either competing between the yeah. Senate and the Assembly, or trying to get shorter and shorter. Because I asked, uh, I asked one of the Assembly reps, one of their handlers. They have, they all have like spoke, you sure. know, not spokespeople, but people that that organize and, and mm-hmm. reply to their emails. And and one of them is pretty helpful about. You know, and told me that it's been eleven special sessions. I'm like, oh, okay, because I, I didn't know I'm, too, been that many. I'm too lazy. I don't want to go. It's hard to look up because you, yeah. you 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 might miss one. So I need somebody like in government to actually tell me this. And as a joke, I replied and I go, okay, but how many seconds have yeah. has it accumulated? And I, and then I go and then I want to know how many seconds in the Senate and the Assembly. But then I put ha ha, and then they replied they didn't understand. I was totally being sarcastic, and they're like. Actually, I don't act. I don't have the ability to. You know, I was to like, no, dude. Number, I was but... just kidding. I didn't, I didn't actually yeah. want to know. But yeah, it's the. I feel like it was probably. It's probably a big joke among certain leadership. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can gavel. Last time we gaveled in in twenty-seven seconds. We got to gavel in and out in twenty-six seconds yeah. or less this time. And and sure yeah. enough, I think it was it was fifteen and twenty seconds. I think the last time between the yeah. Senate and the Assembly, and that was a for a bill that Ron Johnson wanted to debate. Oddly yeah. enough. Although then then he doesn't then he doesn't uh, you know when asked oh they didn't even debate it in session they gaveled in and out and he doesn't want to comment it's right. like and he also the way he wanted the special session so a binding referendum yep was the and then we can talk about this this is a great idea other states do this yes we put something on the ballot and then we vote for it and then the legislature passes it because it's been passed yes. on the ballot. A binding referendum, but Ron's Ron's idea, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday with Steve Doyle, was, and and you're you're talking, you were talking about, you know, w- which way is the country going? Too mm-hmm. broad. So h- how do you feel about abortion? You know, right. So too broad. So it can't be that. It can't be that on the question. Ron Johnson, I think he proposed something, but that was A B C D E. You know, I don't even yeah. know how many letters. Which. Then you get you get some somebody on the looking at the ballot might be a confused b not you know whatever but it right. might be too confusing and then if uh, I had a, a texter texted it I don't know if it was true or not but he said in California there'll be thirty of those on your your yeah. ballot would be pages long proposition and be, this proposition and that, then yeah. it's just like oh and with uh, La Crosse County had this years ago the um, 
tourism tax. You remember that? Uh-huh. But all it was was a tax. So they worded it where it sounds like, oh, tourism tax. So the tourists got to come in and they'll pay for your, our infrastructure here. Sounds like a great deal. Yeah. But it was a 1% tax or a 0.1% I think tax. it's mostly like hotels and stuff. On everything. So yeah. everything you went to buy, it was not everything, but, you know, most everything that you you would buy every day. So the wording on these things, too, is is like mm-hmm. a little bit suspect. Uh, someone's calling in. Caller, who's this? Hey, Rick. It's, this is Mike calling. Hey, Mike. And uh, I'm listening carefully to to you and have a check. And I got to say that I really do agree with you. I I listened to the last debate very carefully, taking notes every subject. And I agree. A, it was I'm not sure it was actually a debate per se. It was like questions, and each got a minute to answer. Yeah, definitely. And but but it, it was it was very revealing. Uh, the differences between them, I think. I mean, very revealing. And if I were Johnson, <clears throat> this, you know, he's getting another chance to hopefully perform better than he did uh, in the Barnes in, in that last debate, because I thought he just simply did not show the quality of the candidate that he is um, compared to Barnes. So did you, do you so, feel do you feel yeah. itchy a little bit, Mike, when you come on here and you go, I agree with you, Rick, because because it sounds like you like Johnson and I don't like Johnson. But that, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just kidding, though. Um, what kind of notes did you take? <laughs> College rule notebook? Could you write them on your phone? How, how are you taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just took them on a regular, uh, you know, typing piece, piece of paper. I got onto two pages, you know, every subject that the uh, person would ask. I couldn't I couldn't obviously uh, do it word for word, but you know, if it was on abortion, or for democracy, yeah. or you know, voting or something, healthcare, uh, you know, I would just list it down, and then basically give a couple words down to how Johnson ver- answered versus Barnes. And I got to tell, you, I've been I've been watching Barnes for a long time, and I just am impressed with the guy. I mean, totally, totally impressed. If he gets elected, he's going to be good for Wisconsin. There's no, in my view. He's got no question about it. Well, me and Havlicek, um, are, me and Havlicek are sitting in here, and Havlicek said he kind of supports Barnes. And um, my, when you were talking about that, my question was, and Mike, you tell me, uh, because yeah. it sounds like you like Johnson, but is there is there a world where because this is like two of the most opposite guys I can think of running against running for a seat in the U.S. Senate, one of the most powerful, and at least we have, like, at least we don't have like Herschel Walker or somebody in the in this race. Uh, where where he's just crazy, but is there a world, Mike, where where Barnes you like Barnes's answers to the point where you were you know what I'm going to vote for Barnes because I I just in my head I'm like who is going to de- be undecided at this point? Oh, you know, most definitively. Um, I mean, I liked Barnes before. After this particular debate, no question of who I'm going to vote for him. I mean, I, I just feel that he's going to do Wisconsin really well but- and. I, I can't wait for him to get to Washington because the guy is smart. He's articulate. I like his positions. And, you know, I bet he'll do a good job for Wisconsin, for the people. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, did you go uh, into this thinking yeah. Barnes, though? Or were you a Johnson guy before? It sounded like... Couple... No, 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 no. No, I, okay. Well, I was not a... I got to say, I was never a Johnson guy, okay. honestly, to be honest with you. But um, I, I vote, you know... But since I've been watching Barnes now for quite a while, uh, I'm just impressed with him. But this was the first time I saw him go toe-to-toe with his opposition. And all I was saying earlier 
Rick, is that, you know, if I were Johnson, I would really bone up a whole, I mean, you know, he's lucky he's got another chance to perhaps show something else because so far I haven't seen anything that would make me want to vote for him at all. And what, you know, what, and, and, you know I, I, I'm sorry, just, to, just, uh, you know, just changing the subject just a, just a tad because you're in the mar- you're in the, you're in the business. I was listening to regular Joe today. I'm sure you've heard his show once in a while. Okay. And I, I, one thing I like about your show is that I don't hear any name calling. I don't hear, you know, anything that is stoking the fires of division that we have in this state and, and you know, across the country. And I just want to give you credit for that because, I mean, it's responsible. You're, you're running a responsible show. And, you know, I, I, I listened to regular Joe and I thought, I mean, the guy is bright. And he's fast, and, you know. But you know, if you're even leaning toward liberal, and you call on that show, you're just asking to get chewed up, spit out, so, and made to look like a fool. So and, regular, regular Joe, bright and fast, completely the opposite of Rick. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the call, Mike. Exactly. I got to I got to go. All right, um, all right. So he he wasn't a it wasn't a flip flopper. No. I was thinking because I don't I don't know who. Obviously, some people might flip flop. They sure. might be like, I'm into this guy, and now I'm going to, no, I don't like that debate. But what do, yeah. what do you think? Like 2% of the population already? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, so, you know, as I watch the debate, and, and uh, you know, you have to, you have to <clears throat> assume, like, the best of intent, right? We can't be just always demonizing um, each other. But, like, you and I were kind of talking about, and I think the caller kind of alluded to this, you know, um, Senator Johnson says some things that are just like they're not believable. They're disingenuous. I, I I don't think he believes them. And so then I think there's a certain group of folks that go, you know, I'm just tired of this, and I'm voting for the other guy. I'm going to give the other guy a chance. And and like I was talking to to a couple of former students, and I was just saying, you know, I, I don't know who you kids vote for. Um, you know, they're now early twenties. I see, you know, we don't really talk about that kind of stuff in class. Of course, I, I don't know who you vote for. The most important thing that you can do is vote though, because in the end, you know, you kids are 20, 21, 22. I'm 51. Um, these decisions that get made are going to affect you for 30 years longer than they affect me. Yeah, for sure. So you owe it to yourself to do a little bit of reading, a little bit of research and then you need to make the best vote you possibly can. Um, and I think the danger that we run into with this this sports-ifying of our elections is that it turns people off. And we have fewer and fewer people voting. The sports-ifying of our elections while we sit here and try to think of what game show yeah, right, right, right. to make the debates more exciting. But we got to take a quick yeah. break. We'll get back after this. Gary Podesky texted in. John hit it right on the head. Smart man. I don't know what part you hit on the head, but uh, Gary's listening. Gary is a wise man himself. 608-785-7914. Yeah, when, you, when he tells you, of course, you know, right back at you, man. Uh, that's the talking text line. John Havlicek, Central High School Spanish teacher, sitting in here. Um, we got we got like two minutes, so I just okay. you know I'm gonna let you rant here for Ooh, two minutes. Scary because you ranted at the school board meeting a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. Like you you were you were joking and you were not. Like the idea that teachers don't uh, their salary, your salary, 
I am salaried employee. But you're like, all right, well, let's stop being salary and let's start working on the clock and getting time and a half for over 40 hours. <laughs> sure. Right? That was kind of your spiel. Well, it, I wasn't suggesting that. That is what we were told last spring. What do you mean? Okay. Um, Remember two minutes. The, yeah, the justification for the way negotiations went last spring and the contract offer that we were offered, one of the, the articles, the points made, was that teachers work 7.8 hours uh, a day and 189 days a year. That's that's what we were told. Okay. Like, are you kidding me? Did somebody not go, oh, that's not right. You can't say that. That's not true. That's unrealistic. And And I think that needed to be acknowledged publicly that – like, are you kidding? I work Saturdays. I work Sundays. Not every Saturday. Not every Sunday. I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to get the sympathy vote or anything like that. But the fact is, is I put in 2,000 hours a year or more, and I do it, um, you know, from, let's just say, two weeks before September and the first week of June. And I'm taking papers home. I'm doing stuff. And the fact that that, that the idea was floated that we work 7.8 hours a day, 189 days a year. Um, I found that to be very insulting. Yeah, one time we had a, a meeting uh, at, at the Tribune as a as a sports writer, okay. and I suggested we had a sports team meeting. Um, sports sports writers worked Friday nights yeah. and Saturday nights. Yeah. I was like, hey, how about a weekend off, like a rotating weekend off? And the boss was like, well, it's something we can think about. And I was like, everybody stand up right now. This is the time we all need to, like, <laughs> pitchforks and – uh, anything. Anyway, that's uh, that's John Havlicek. We're out of time. Thanks, John. Thank you very much, sir.